Hello, everyone. I'm Caleb. And I'm Joey. And welcome back to Two Preachers in a Podcast. This is episode number four of this podcast, and we're so grateful that you are with us today. Uh, we apologize for last week. Uh, obviously, we did not get a podcast uploaded, um, and that's because we were all stuck at home. <laughs> it was a little icy out, um, but we, uh, uh, we we were able to, to get into studio this week, and we're glad to be back. So we apologize for missing, uh, missing last week, uh, but... Uh, we uh, obviously just, just couldn't get in. No, uh, nobody got in uh, or out last week. So uh, kind of crazy when uh, I moved. I feel back. like that's just an excuse, you know, given all the technology that we That's true. We, we probably could have done it some way. Um, but uh, it's fun. I was saying it's funny that I moved out of the, like, the Midwest um, to Middle Tennessee, and then I moved out of Middle Tennessee to here. Um, and here is where we got like the worst ice ever. So <laughs> but, we don't do ice well here. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But that's, that's all good. So, all right. We have, uh, uh, an interesting topic. Definitely today's we're continuing to talk about uh, the question, why so serious? And we are uh, looking today at the topic of heaven. And so our question for today is why so serious about Heaven, certainly an important topic, uh, one that certainly demands uh, our attention and our focus uh, as we talk about things uh, concerning heaven and uh, that being the place that we wish to go uh, when this life is over. So let's begin uh, with question number one by talking about the question, well, what exactly is heaven? A lot of people talk about it, uh, but I think there's probably some confusion, probably some uh, some perhaps wrong interpretations of what it is. So in your estimation and you know through study, what exactly is heaven? Yeah, so I, I'd like to kind of preface this by saying, you know, whatever description you could come up with, you know, even appealing to the imagery that the Bible gives, or, you know, the half probably still hasn't right. been told about what it's like Absolutely. or what, what heaven is. But some very clear things that the Bible says about heaven is that it's God's dwelling place. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 39 says uh, as much Jesus affirmed uh, in the New Testament that uh, heaven is God's dwelling place. Think of passages like uh, Luke chapter 11 and verse 2 when uh, uh, Jesus taught his disciples to pray. He said, our Father which art in heaven, right? So it's it's God's dwelling place. And uh, it is a place that has been prepared right. uh, for us for those uh, who do God's will, and it's uh, the ultimate reward uh, for a, a life of faithfulness lived in view uh, of that place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I had I basically had pretty much the same thing down that you did. Um, the idea that it's you know it, it's nothing like what we know today, um, and it's. I guess it, you could call it incomparable to anything that we know. Um, it's just, it, it's a different realm. Um, it's a different, we, we will be different over there. Um, so it, it's hard, it's really hard to comprehend. It's really hard to, to try to put into words, uh, human words, earthly words that we know uh, because of exactly what it is and I guess what little we know about it. You had something else? Yeah. Uh, when I preached in Cordova, Tennessee, there was an older a member of the congregation there, faithful man, just a, a wonderful man by the name of A.C. Ivey. And uh, Brother uh, Ivey would write a lot of sermons and material. 
and uh, he would share those with people in the congregation and that you know maybe weren't as strong as they needed to be he would share the sermons and things that he wrote with uh, maybe a husband of a a christian woman the, the husband wasn't a member and that was his method of evangelism and uh, brother ivy would give me some of the sermons that he had written sometimes yeah. you know maybe uh, suggesting maybe I need to, <laughs> to work on a little my help. young preaching skills. Um, but at any rate, he gave me one time, uh, he gave me one one time entitled Some Things the Bible Teaches About Heaven. And I turned that into a sermon and preached that yeah. at Cordova. And it had uh, five points, and uh, I'll just list those. I think they're they're very helpful. Uh, the first one was heaven is God's dwelling place, right. right? We talked about that. Heaven is a prepared place. Thirdly, he said life in heaven is much different than life on earth. Yeah. Of course, we talked about that. Sure. Uh, four, heaven is a place of absolute purity. I think we'll get into that on right. another one of our questions. And then five, heaven is attainable within your reach. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think that, that's, uh, that, that, that's those are some great things, especially that last one, too being, you know, it's not a, a goal that's so far off we can't ever hope to get there. Right. Or it's just a, a lofty goal, you know, the the saying you uh, shoot for the moon but land among the stars, right? Yeah. It's not, it, you can you can certainly attain it if you live a faithful life. And that was one of the things um, we've kind of mentioned already, um, it being a reward, you know, for the faithful. You have to be a specific type of person living a specific kind of life uh, if you want that. And then, you know, something else that you mentioned too, uh, it being, Prepared by God, I think about uh, John fourteen, Jesus saying, uh, "I go to prepare a place." Um, and I've always heard it said that uh, heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. Um, and so, you know, I have to be uh, willing to live the right kind of life and make necessary preparations in our lives uh, mm-hmm. to go to this place that we wish to hope, wish to hopefully go uh, one day. Uh, let's let's move on to question number two. What does heaven look like? And I guess in Kind of the same sense that we, it's hard to put this into words too again, uh, because we don't, I guess we can't necessarily really truly describe it um, for exactly what it is because no, nobody's ever been there. And again, it's in a realm that we don't, we never really can, can have known about. Um, but I guess in your estimation and uh, through some things that we read in scripture, what, what does heaven look like? Yeah, so I, I kind of feel like the the spies when they return from the promised land, sure. you know, from Kadesh Barnea <laughs> to describe the promised land, right, right. you know, and, and you're just kind of at a loss for language other, again, other than the imagery that you find in the Bible. And, you know, the book of Revelation, chapters 21 and 22, talk a lot about the imagery, you know, of that, that beautiful city. Right. Uh, I, I found an interesting... Uh, note in um, the Shenandoah Lectureship on uh, Rightly Dividing the Word of Truth, Volume 2, Andrew Connolly had uh, written an article for that book entitled The Grandeur and Magnificence of Heaven in Figures. And uh, he said, here is an ad from the Bible about heaven. And uh, this is how he drew up the ad. Free beautiful homes to be given away in a perfect city with, and then he lists the qualities, 100% pure water free, no light bills, (laughs) perpetual lighting, permanent pavement, right? Right. Nothing undesirable, everything new, perfect health, immunity from accidents, 
the best of society, beautiful music, and free transportation. <laughs> and he said, secure a contract today for the New Jerusalem. That's great. And so all of that drawn from, you know, imagery that right. the Bible gives about about heaven. Right. Yeah, certainly giving us, uh, you know, you read through the book of Revelation, um, you read a lot of different descriptions, uh, different uh, uh, descriptive words that talk about um, not only what heaven, per, you know, will look like in, in, in using terms that we know, but also what we're going to be like, too, um, and many of the things that we're going to be able to enjoy. Uh, I, I think about Revelation 21, giving a, a good description there. Again, uh, I, I think I've perhaps used this term before, but using what we would call superlative terms, right, taking an earthly concept that we know and trying to use that to describe something that is not like what we know, um, but talking about, um, you know, the street of gold and, and, and the gates and talking about the gemstones and the walls that are there, uh, talking about, and this is something that was mentioned, um, but the the lighting that's there, that's only lit by the glory of God, right? right. It's 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 hard to like picture that in your minds and imagine that because we have never in our in our existence ever seen anything like that. Uh, but certainly, it's going to be something like we've never seen before, and it's going to be something that is you know beyond imagination, beyond uh, being able to describe anything uh, like what it is here on this earth. But it'll be something that's certainly beautiful and something that we uh, that we wish to be able to to grasp one day. Yeah, you know, I think about uh, just kind of bringing this down to earth and thinking in terms that, that we can visualize. If you think about two cities, right, one where uh, crime and, you know, chaos and anarchy has been allowed to rule and reign and what, you know, what that city would look like right. and what life in that city would be like. And then compare that to one where, you know, there's justice and order and uh, the absence of that that chaos, you know, there's a vast difference. Right. And so then I think about, all right, think about the world we live in where Satan is allowed to influence, you know, and to uh, to exert his influence on society and things in the world and what that looks like, and then try to think about an environment where he's not able to do sure. that. You know, because in heaven there is there is no devil, right. there is no devil's influence, there is no sin, uh, there is no temptation. You know, and those are the kind of things that I tend to think about when I think about heaven. You know, the right. things that plague us here as we strive to live a life that glorifies and honors God. Those things that try to interfere with that aren't present. Right there. Yeah, there, there's a reason why it's described as a place of eternal rest, right? Because on this earth, you're always having to constantly battle different things in life, talking about the temptations and the evil and the wickedness that's um, that's in our world. You have to constantly be, you know, on guard and always trying to protect yourself and, you know, your family and things like that. Um, but in heaven, you, you, can, you can be at ease, right? You can put all that to rest because you don't have to worry about those things anymore because they're not there. So certainly... Uh, um, certainly a place that we wish to go to, a uh, hope that we hope to go to uh, because of what it's going to be like, what we're going to be like, what the atmosphere is going to be like. Um, there's so many different things there uh, that are that make us to long for uh, this place called heaven. Um, can, can anyone 
go to heaven? I guess this is kind of a loaded question, but can, can just anyone? Yeah, because I don't know there? if you could see my notes. The first <laughs> line here says yes and uh, right. <laughs> That's exactly right. That sounds very political, but it's <laughs> but it's not right. Right, because yes, it is accessible to anyone. Right. You know, it's not a situation where a certain class of people, a certain color, race, ethnicity, uh, socioeconomic status, you know, none of those things are qualifiers or disqualifiers. Anybody uh, has access to it. But then on the other side, no, not all people will go because there are are entry requirements. You You have to do the will of God and live a life of faithfulness in order to go there. Right. Yeah, that's actually right. All, all people can go, but not all people will go. Um, because, like you said, there certainly are um, requirements that must be met. And if you think about it, too, if, if just anybody could go to heaven, uh, regardless of anything, then uh, there would really there would be no drive for us to live a life according to what God the way God has told us because it wouldn't matter anybody could go you can live your life we're in heaven right now right well <laughs> right and that's, that's exactly right it would be in some sense kind of like where we are right now because um, if everybody's going to be there well everybody's already here so why does it why does it matter that much so again only those who are submissive to God who have pledged their lives and living. Uh, them for him, faithful to God and, and everything. Um, it, those are the only ones who are uh, able to go to heaven. And it's like, and like you said, you know, it's not like this, you know, Calvinistic uh, thought process or ideology that God is predetermined or predestined certain people, you know, at the very beginning uh, to to go to heaven and others to not. God's not partial. Uh, we know passages that talk about, you know, God wanting all to be saved uh, and places in the New Testament talk about that. So uh, can just anyone go to heaven? Yes, anyone can go, but no, not everyone will go, uh, because certainly uh, Matthew seven twenty one talks about people uh, who who don't live uh, li- live the right kind of lives. Yeah, <clears throat> I just I would add a couple of passages here to Revelation twenty one twenty seven, and there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defiles, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh the mm. lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. And then Revelation twenty two fourteen says, Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. So, you know, the prerequisite is knowing the will of God and doing the will of God uh, faithfully, you know, with that hope and anticipation of, of achieving that place one day. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's go to what we are calling again at the end of every episode, Toolbox Time. Uh, Just some practical things that we can all take home uh, from this uh, particular episode uh, concerning the topic at hand, that obviously being heaven. So let's talk about this. What are some things that we can do to help better prepare ourselves now um, so that heaven can be our home uh, one day? What are some things that you think uh, are beneficial to us? I think about a couple of sermons that I've preached over the years. The the first one I I do believe is one that's kind of made its way around the the circuit of of preaching. Sure. It's just a basic outline, three steps into heaven, and uh, those three steps are out of self, into Christ, and into glory. Mm-hmm. And so, if you really want to go to heaven, that's that's the path you've got to. Get out of self, you know, change your life, get out of your life of sin, 
uh, that you have lived, and you do that by getting into Christ and uh, then working your way into glory. And then another way to kind of look at it, I would say, uh, is to say that first that has to be your goal in life. You know, I want to go to heaven. That has to be your goal. And, you, you know, Joe Wells was here a couple of weeks ago and talked about personal mission statements right. and uh, stated what is very true. You know, I, my the goal or mission of my life has to be I want to go to heaven right. and I want to take as many people with me as I possibly can. And so I would sum that up to, to three things, uh, sacrifice, suffering, and service. Right. Uh, just another sermon that I've preached to try to help people focus their minds on this. But it's going to require sacrifice, right? Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, our life is to be a living sacrifice. Christ lives through us now as Christians, and his goals for us are our goals. Uh, Then suffering, um, you know, all who live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 says that our light affliction in this life, it is working something greater, you right. know, eternal weight of glory. And then our service. First uh, Corinthians fifteen fifty eight says we're to be steadfast, unmovable, always <laughs> abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So I would focus on sacrifice. I would know that if I'm going to go to heaven, it, it may require and likely will require some suffering because I'm living a different life than the people in this world. And then I'm going to have to serve in, in God's army. I'm going to have to serve in his church in a way that glorifies and honors him. Yeah, absolutely. A couple of things that I, that I thought about, um, if I'm going to prep myself now, uh, for the hereafter, I need to do a few things. Um, I need to keep my eyes on that, which is above, right? Colossians three, uh, one through four, making sure we're focused on things that are heavenly in nature, things that are righteous, things that are godlike, rather than uh, consuming our minds with everything that that this world has to offer. Um, Philippians three, I press towards the goal, uh, that mark, that that finish line that's ahead of me. I'm going to run my race. Um, something kind of like you, you're talking a little bit about what you preached. Uh, uh, maybe it was it last week or the week before. Um, talking about. Um, they're, you know, finishing your race, uh, yeah. topping the hill, finishing strong. Um, I think uh, about Matthew 6, 19 through 21, making sure I'm laying up treasures in heaven, not on this earth, understanding that that's where uh, everything of value and worth could be, uh, talking about things that are most important, obviously being heaven, not anything that you and I have here on this earth. But then First uh, Peter chapter 3, or Second Peter chapter 3, verse 10, uh, understanding that Jesus could come back at any moment, making that's sure right. that my life is right and in line with his word because I don't know when, it, when he's coming back and I don't know, uh, you know, it, any moment that could happen. And so I need to make sure I'm living my, my life uh, the, the way that I should be because that, that, could, that could happen at any time that's uh, right. for any of us. So I appreciate your time on this one, uh, Joey, talking about heaven. Next week we're going to talk, I guess, about the flip side of this, uh, the place that's a little bit more difficult to talk about. Uh, talking about hell, uh, but that will come out uh, next Thursday. So again, we're appreciative of each of you for being on the uh, podcast with us, listening to us. Uh, if you can, uh, subscribe to the podcast, give it a share, uh, let us know what you think, give us a rating review. That certainly would help us. Uh, appreciative that you're with us. Looking forward to being with you next week. Until then, may God bless.